This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Financial Tech and the Guide Rock Capital Management Weekly Commentary for the week of April 22nd, 2013. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. And we host, and we post, we host the show and post it each week, including the written commentary out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Financial Tech brings you the latest market commentary from the award-winning Andrew Hunt, CFP and president of Guide Rock Capital Management, located right here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive a free copy of the written commentary in advance, send Andrew an email. That's just Andrew underscore Hunt at Guide Rock Capital, Omen word, Guide Rock Capital. Dot com and put subscribe in the subject. If you have questions or comments uh, that we can read or answer on the show, you can send it to an email, same one, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. Of course, you can follow us both on Twitter. Andrew is just Andrew D. Hunt, and I am at Jay Collison. Andrew, great to see you. I know you're in Chicago this week, and we're having a little latency issues, but let's see what we got. How are you? I am good, Jim. Thank you so much. And like you said, yes, I am coming live from Chicago. And whenever we're on this hotel Wi-Fi, uh, you know, it's always kind of sketchy. And you, you guys are, most of you are tech people, so you understand. You're bear with me. I will tell you, I don't want to brag, but I do have some deep dish pizza right next to me here that I'm going to eat after we podcast. I'm really excited about that. So I just wanted to <laughs> let you know about it. Well, you know, last week was a wild, wild week. Um, I, pr- I probably don't have to remind many of you guys, uh, if you, unless you were living in a cave. Uh, but bombs exploded at the finish of the Boston Marathon. Um, not long after that, media outlets let us know that there was letters sent to President Obama and a senator from Mississippi that included the toxin ricin. Uh, in them. And then on Wednesday, the town of West Texas was flattened by an explosion in a fertilizer plant. And uh, of course, our hearts go out uh, to all those folks that are affected by these uh, terrible tragedies. Um, and of course, they're in our thoughts and prayers. And so not only was there some craziness uh, activity going on in our social culture, but there was also some craziness going on in the markets as well. The economic news that was being reported was really not all that encouraging. Uh, growth in China slowed unexpectedly. Uh, the IMF International Monetary Fund reduced its 2013 growth forecast for the United States for the f- fourth time. Um, and the United States has just continued uh, some of those leading ind- uh, indicators that are out there has, has pointed towards a slowing in the U.S. And uh, the NASDAQ finished down more than 2% as well as S&P 500. So it's kind of a rough week last week, but probably the most significant significant move of the week took place in the gold market, which I don't know if you guys were watching this, but last week, gold lost about 9% on Monday. It was the largest one-day fall in 30 years for gold. Now, the market did recover some value later, and it ended up uh, finishing the week down about 8.5%, but it was was a wild uh, dip for for gold, which has been, uh, you know, some people have been kind of living by gold for these last couple of years, really thinking that it's the next hot investment or that it was the best hot investment at the time. According to The Economist, which I think is a great publication, by the way. Uh, The usual explanation for sharp price movements um, when an economic rationale seems lacking is that someone is selling off their holdings at any price. 
Some have pointed uh, that Cyprus, which has to uh, have some debt crisis stuff going on, they might be selling gold, although their gold holdings are pretty small. The fear is, is that other Eurozone nations may also follow suit. So uh, it was a it was a pretty wild week. Will this week be calmer? It's possible, uh, but first estimates of USD GDP growth for the first quarter comes out, uh, and it'll be it'll be really interesting because that growth is forecast at three percent annualized, um, and, and we'll see what happens because fourth quarter's GDP growth was only about 0.4 percent annualized. So we'll see what happens with. a little bit. You know, one of the questions we get a lot um, when it comes to family members and and an unfortunate death in the family is the question, are you responsible for your loved one's unpaid debt? You know, it's never easy when someone dies and unfortunately grief is a really powerful and sometimes debilitating experience that leaves next to kin very, 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 very vulnerable. Um, and so unfortunately, there's a small group out there that tries to take advantage of family members in mourning. Um, and they're not necessarily scammers or, or con men. Uh, sometimes they're debt collectors who are trying to persuade family members to accept the responsibility of hospital bills, balances, auto loans, uh, you know, any other debts that might be out there. Um, and, and really, the family has no legal obligation to pay. People don't always know that when someone dies, their debts die with them. There are exceptions to this, particularly for spouses. Um, if you live in a community property state, uh, typically spouses share property and debts equally. Non-spouse family members, however, have no obligation uh, to pay outstanding debts of the deceased unless they've co-signed on the debt. Then, of course, they're just as responsible as the borrower. Um, the ARP reported that debt collection agencies are frequently employing, get this, a specialized trained group of representatives who make a sympathetic call to husband and wives, children, and other family members uh, to try and convince them to make a payment on some of this stuff right after a death. And that's that's just ugly. There's been a lot of complaints on these practices to the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC, and um, they've been some of the calls. Um, and they're, they're, it's really kind of become a pervasive issue. So. Uh, really, a debt collector should discuss a dead person's debt only with the spouse or someone chosen by the estate to discuss the matter. So next time you advise your bill, make sure you designate someone to discuss outstanding debts, debts at your death. Um, you could really save your family some unnecessary headache. And that's the whole point of end-of-life planning, using a will and trust and things like this, is to create a smooth transition at end-of-life. So our, our quote for the week this is, this is from Confucius. It says, everything has beauty, but not everyone sees it. All right, Andrew, thanks for an, another good week of, uh, of commentary. You and I are having some latency issues, so no chit-chat uh, between us this time, but I appreciate you calling in from just about anywhere in the world to get, uh, to get the market commentary through. Appreciate it. If you're new to podcasting and you're looking for a way to easy listen to this podcast each week, you might want to consider... Uh, using Stitcher, available on both, uh, or available in any browser, and available on both the iPhone and the Android platforms. It's a great way to listen to the podcast each week, and I know some of you are doing that. We've watched the numbers go up a little bit, so I appreciate you doing that. This show and all the past shows are on Stitcher, Stitcher.com. Search financial tech; it's education for your ears. And then be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital. That's just Guide Rock Capital, all one word. GuideRockCapital.com. Follow Andrew on Twitter, Andrew D. Hunt, and to get all the show notes for this show, 
out at theaverageguy.tv. We post the commentary, the written commentary out there. Andrew does it every week, and uh, we post it out there. And now Andrew and I say thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you next week. I think Andrew will be back in town. And uh, remember, be smart about your investing. Guiderock Capital Management, Inc., or Guiderock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. Guiderock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. Guiderock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing Guiderock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. Guiderock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.